He held his fist up and squatted, signaling his team to stop. Go away! A boy's voice yelled in Arabic. They're mine! Go find your own! Shane understood him and wondered how many other languages the rebels had uploaded into his brain. Sounds like one of the crazies Jones warned us about, Steve whispered. He was next to Shane. Their guns pointed at the building where the voice came from. Leave them alone, the voice said angrily. They aren't for you. We just want to pass, Shane called back in the boy's native tongue. We won't touch anyone. He sensed the longer they stayed here, the more agitated the boy would become. Darting to the next car, he crouched behind it, directly in front of the building. The rest of his team took turns crossing the exposed space between vehicles. Slowly raising his head, he looked into the dark doorway, but he couldn't see anything. A gun went off behind him, and the metal of the car's fender complained with a loud ping as a bullet ripped through it. Shane dropped to his belly, rolling so he could bring the gun's barrel to the other side of the street. There was an ancient five-story stucco building with most of its windows busted out. He didn't see any movement inside. Damn it! Steve cursed, sweeping his gun back and forth. Where'd that come from? They're mine! The Egyptian boy on the right side of the street yelled angrily, firing a burst of rounds from his hiding place. The plaster erupted off the side of the building four stories up, where Shane guessed the first shooter took cover. We don't have time for this! Tracy growled. She propped on one knee and took aim at the building. The grenade launcher made a whomp sound. A second later, a fireball erupted through the open window, presumably from where the first shot was fired. Pivoting toward the other side of the street, she fired a grenade through the door where the legs had disappeared. Shane covered his head until the plaster stopped raining down, his ears ringing from the explosions. Holy crap, Tracy, Laura said. You didn't even know if this one was going to try and hurt us. She rose to her feet, looking into the dusty shell of the building on the other side of the car. Amongst the rubble was a fresh corpse, still smoking from the blast. The charred boy was lying face down, like he tried to leap out of the open window just as the grenade went off. Sorry, but we don't have the luxury to wait until they kill one of us, she replied coldly, her eyes looking at the building around them for another threat. If they point that gun in my direction, they're gonna die. She sounded heartless, though he knew she was right. Let's move, Shane ordered, worried the noise might attract more of these poor kids whose brains had come unhinged. They hurried along, guns aimed in every direction. The temperature had to be well over a hundred. Sweat gushed from him, and he felt like he'd go mad if he didn't get away from the dead soon. Ahead was a meat truck with greasy stalactites hanging beneath the back doors. The unrefrigerated box must have turned into an oven under the desert sun, broiling the cargo into a rotten stew. He didn't dare take a whiff, but he could guess how bad it smelled by the way the flies were particularly concentrated around it. Swatting his way through the buzzing insects, he froze in front of the truck. His eyes locked on a red Honda Civic. The hood and roof were splattered with blotches of blackish mud. A step closer revealed these were the dried, bloody footprints of dogs. Vomit rose in his throat, and the sun's heat seemed to double in intensity. He came to the driver's window, his boots crunching in broken glass on the ground below. Mrs. Morris, he groaned, putting his hand on the roof of the car to keep from collapsing. 
There she sat, wearing her Leeville High School football team t-shirt. Her face was missing, replaced by a writhing mess of maggoty flesh. You all right, mate? Liam asked. It sounded like he was speaking to him from the top of a well. He tore his eyes away from Aaron's mom and looked at the Aussie. Liam's nose and mouth were covered by his shirt, but his brow was furrowed with concern. A glance back at the car told him he was losing it. The small sedan was red, but he didn't recognize the brand. It was not a Honda. The dehydrated carcass of an old lady lay across the center console. I'm fine, he replied. Just a little hot. He smacked at the flies and lifted his shirt back up over his face. Turning away before Liam could study him long enough to figure out he might be coming unhinged. It could just be a side effect of the neural upload.